Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Hello and welcome to today. I hope that you've had a blessed weekend and that you were able to get the quality time that you need to spend with your family and friends and that you're able to be a blessing to somebody else. So today, let me raise up my energies and my, um, not that they weren't raised up, as is but the topic today is joy so i just wanted to for you to think about what does that mean when somebody says you know um there's a song i was gonna sing i got joy 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 down in my soul and that's not the way it goes (laughs) i know that's the words um but after all that we've been through after all that we've been through, after all the experiences that you could possibly imagine, you can still have joy. How, you may ask, is your perspective. Nobody can steal your joy. Somebody can try. They can do, you know, horrible things. They can say mean things. They can stand in your way of achieving or try and stand in your way of achieving certain things and you hear people say well you know you're not going to steal my joy Um, but it is a state of mind so i've i i generally always you know reflect i don't just save it for Okay, I'm gonna. It's, it's Christmas now, so I'm gonna reflect. Or it's January now, so I'm gonna reflect on what I, you know, reflect on what's gone by, and you know, make these new resolutions. I just make goals for myself, and I try and attain them. This is not. Oh yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna to start. This I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't do that. I'm not perfect. Um, really, I'm not. <laughs> not that I thought I was anyway. But we're all unique. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses and ways in which we do things. So I generally, from month to month basis, are reflecting. I reflect every day when I write in my journal and looking at the things that I want to do. And I look at, I take it, um, take it step by step, I look at it. I often jump in and um, I'm learning to plan a bit more plan a bit better so when I did my creating in faith not creating faith when I did my pastels course that I did I had to it was a hundred days of pastels I had to create a hundred pastel paintings and share them and you know release the course the book the prints and um, those things needed to be planned and I'm still working through other things because It's not just the one thing I want to do, it's so many different things. So, 
usually, you know, as I'm not, I'm not one for making New Year's resolutions, but I plan, well, what things need to be done for the next year. So we've got 2020 coming up. It's, you know, um, what is it you want to do? And so I think about, okay, well, I've got some courses that I want to create my own courses um, and do, I'm teaching on several courses. I've got exhibitions coming up. So there's, a, there's several things already in the pipeline where, you know, I would say, okay, well, these have to fit into the plan. And then I've got the things that I do on a regular basis. So I've got the YouTube channels, I've got the blogs, I've got the podcasts. And so I just usually say, okay, well, look at it and see where I can, you know, and then work back from there. So I think, you know, for those people who, I'm not sure, who is, who is successful with, you know, doing their New Year's resolutions, I think you have to be planning along the way and not setting yourself up for a fall, you know, especially when you hit the second week in January. And it's, and it's all those promises you said to yourself, oh yeah, 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 I promised I was, you know, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And then by the second week, you're not doing anything. So if you can, you know, on a regular basis, be planning, have small plans, have small goals, have small, you know, desires and dreams that you work on throughout the year, you're always gonna be hitting your goals. So back to joy now. There are many scriptures and references that talk about shouts of joy, singing songs of joy, being joyful, and it would seem as if it were a state of being. So when you look at the water in a glass, is it half full or half empty? So I've always been a half full type of person and I've always tried to you know, in every situation, look at the positives that can be seen. And, and I guess that calls for a particular state of mind. But I think you also have to make a decision with the way that you choose to see things. Now, I'm not saying that I don't, I don't have my moments, but I always get back to that place where I'm looking at the blessings, I'm looking at the positive things, I'm looking at the things I appreciate, I'm looking at the things that I'm thankful for. Because, you know, whilst one thing happens and you feel bad about it, something else that you really appreciate can get you back into a state of um, where things can make a difference. So last week I shared about my mother, you know, we went away on holiday and then she had two strokes, mini strokes in, while she was in respite care. And she couldn't stand up straight. She had difficulty walking. She also couldn't feed herself and she wasn't really eating or, you know, they weren't bothering to take the time to um, care for her needs. And, and, and this is unfortunately the case for a lot of people who are in homes and families can't think, oh, well, they're being cared for. You know, I don't need to do anything. You still need to, and your presence is still important. 
and can bring joy. As little as you think the person is getting, you, you are totally wrong. They're, they're getting more from your visit than you actually can even imagine, even if they cannot verbally say, even if, you know, when they go, they don't immediately recognize you or you could be there for an hour and they not know who you are. Just treat them as a person and just show up and there is joy in that. So it was suggested by some at the time when, you know, mum came out that she go into a permanent home. But this was something that I had always fought against and I saw that the residential home environment didn't seem to extend life but I could be guaranteed that within six months she would have passed if she was if she was in that home on a, on a permanent basis there was it was guaranteed without a doubt she would not have come out alive so what was important for me was at the time was me to get her back into some form of health um, and the one-to-one -one interaction the encouragement to walk even if she said she didn't want to and for me the creativity the laughter the joy would be the thing that would facilitate improvement now I knew that if I was sitting down all day in a circular formation with other people who didn't really speak or other people making you do things at set times then I would find it difficult and wouldn't want to get up or function and we know that if you've ever suffered from any form of depression the last thing you want to do is mix with other people you don't want to get up and walk but cover your head under the covers even though the walk would do your mood some good and it would seem as if there's no joy in this situation. You know, the thought of going to a park, it's just like, you just feel listless, you don't want to do anything. And so you can understand how you can then spiral into a situation where you just haven't done anything and weeks will pass and, you know. But what was important for me was that we, not look at what mum couldn't do but look at what we could do and what she could do and look at how we could support her where she was able to also retain and build on the strength that she had so unfortunately a lot of people will say that people living with dementia can't learn new things and that's totally wrong and it doesn't matter at whatever stage it's repetition and it's the person not giving up. So not only the person with, you know, living with dementia, but the person who is their carer, not giving up. So if I had said, there's no way, mum's come out now and she's bent over, there's no way she can straighten up. If I didn't persist with the massages, with the encouragement, with the helping her to stretch. You know, when you think, I mean, for those of you who've done yoga, the first time you go, it's just like, I never knew I had muscles in those places, you might say to yourself. But if you do it repeatedly, like I've got a friend who started yoga and she was just like, I can't do it, you know, I'm not as flexible as those people. And I said to her, but you have to practice. If you're not practicing when you get home, every week you go, you're starting from the beginning. So if you practice in between, when you then next go to the class, 
you'll be more supple and and by say you know give yourself six weeks imagine what you can do then to what you couldn't do when you first you know what you first what you first went so I encourage mum to straighten her back to lift her head up she was bending her head so her neck there was you know loss of strength in her neck so massaging her neck moving her um, um, helping her to hold her head back and just holding it supporting her and that was you know strengthening her and they say with people who you know if people have had a stroke or they're bedridden you know where you can you know, give them massages, move their body, um, you know, I was going to say twirl their ankles, but you know what I mean, you know, move their ankles and wrists and things like that. You're giving strength back to to them all the time. I encouraged her to walk up the stairs. So where she was still bent over, but where she could still walk, get her to walk. And I had to find those pockets of joy while we were doing it. So she loved to sing, she loved to dance, she loved music. So sing one of her favorite songs or sing a song. So while she's going up the stairs, you know, sing a song and that then puts her in a mood to want to do, you know, <laughs> swinging her stuff and, you know, um, dance even though there's no music. I found joy in the simple things and she was able to find the joy within what she had you know the sun was shining we'd go out in the sunshine and you know we'd sing that song you know you are my sunshine my lovely sunshine and she would love that she would you know that would put her in a mood put her in a good mood and she would forget momentarily the pain that she might have felt you know um i would do imagery with her so talk about uh, in a, a couple, again a few weeks ago I did a poem called wind and you know I would do imagery so thinking about different places talk about the Caribbean the breeze the feeling of the breeze against your skin the swaying of the the, the leaves uh, stepping into the water and feeling the coolness of the water it's 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 momentarily it feels cold but then it it's warm and then when your whole body gets into it and then you're floating your whole body feels refreshed like you're taking a cool glass of water it's such an amazing feeling so doing things like that you know when we choose to be joyful it lifts our spirits and it brings about a sense of contentment and peace and it opens up new insights and new views to life so as I said, you know, I said, mum, mum still learned in the midst of the dementia. Uh, um, she would uh, go to a daycare centre and um, she kept coming back singing this song. And I was thinking, what song is that? Um, and this is the way she'd sing it. I want you back. I want you back for good. I want you back for good. That's the way she would sing it. And it wasn't until I started doing uh, art sessions at the daycare centre and I realised that at lunchtime they played the radio and on this particular radio station they would play, um, oh gosh, take that. And it was that 
Whatever I, I didn't mean it, I just want you back for good. And what mum was singing was the chorus, I want you back, I want you back, I want you, I want you back for good. Whatever I say, whatever I, I didn't mean it, I just want you back for good. Want you back, I want you back. And so she, this was the song. Mum never heard those songs growing up. She learned that song at the daycare centre. So that totally turned, you know, everything on its head for me, where people talked about, you know, people live with, with dementia. Oh, you know, you hear some really nasty things people say like, you know, oh, they're just a vegetable or this horrible things. And it's just like, no, they just, and I would say it's just about not being able to find the words at the moment because all the words, if you imagine all the words being jumbled up and you're trying to find the right ones, you had it. And we do that, you know, where we think about, um, we're trying to, we're telling somebody something and then we forget it. And that feeling of it being on the tip of your tongue and you, you're saying, oh my gosh, it's at the tip of my tongue. I know this, I can't remember. I just can't remember what it is. And that's just a simplified way in which I often, when I do talks and courses on um, dementia and you know creativity and dementia, I would express to people because they're, people living with dementia can still have full lives. It may be not as full as you would hoped or to your degree of full. There are varying degrees of fullness in their lives and where their health and well-being are taken into consideration, where they're treated with respect and value, that their life is of value, where we remember the things that they used to do even though they can't by documenting. And that's the thing I found really to be helpful, where you document your life. And we have to start doing that now with ourselves, you know, diaries, journals, you know, images, photographs. Um, and now that we've got, you know, technology, a lot of the technology that can be um, used to do those things, you know, create mini videos, to create journals, to create um, vlogs, where it's a good way to be able to share with those people that we love, or even those people that may be in a different country who are not able to access, you know, like if there's a, a family member who is, they, they're not able to see because they're in a different country, you know, we can capture um, videos and, you know, um, talking on the phone or, you know, um, voice recordings, and that can be of great help as well. So I'll definitely leave all the links. I do have an arts and health online resource that you can access. And I do on my YouTube channel do videos that will show you how to create and you can break it down. There's going to be um, on my Patreon site, um, lots of videos where you can access where they have been broken down um, but you know you don't if you want to support me on patreon that's fine if you want to support me on on YouTube it's free you can do that and um, there'll always be information of the things that you can do 
for your loved one who you're caring for and it's regardless of whether they got dementia or not or you know they've just got another not just got another but you know they may have another illness where they need um, caring so wherever you are in the world when you look at your current situation where can you see those pockets of joy where can you see your life in a different way where can you come from it come at it from a different perspective and be thankful of the things that you do have and not focus on the things that you don't you know I focus on what mum can do as I said I focus on the songs that make her happy I focus on that I can give her a hand massage or a foot massage and she really enjoys it you know while she cannot go into the sea you can get a cool bowl of water and submerge your feet in that's what I would do sometimes so get a bowl of water and you know just tepid water so that she could it's not too hot it's not too cool and then have a towel on my lap and put her foot there and then just get the cream and massage the cream into her foot and that is an amazing feeling you know people pay to have that done you know manicures and pedicures but for our elderly there's so many things that that we decide those who are their carers or those who were in positions decide that they no longer can value and that is totally wrong so I just want to encourage you so if you do happen to be listening and you are in that situation there's so much more that can be done and you will find resources here on my channels and I will link to them so I thank you for joining me take the time to discover the joy that is around you and the joy that can still be in your heart Take care for now. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.